Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your host, Nate Webb, live in Studio Salt Lake City area, and we got a show for you today. Um, I'm actually really excited about our guest today, and I think we're going to have a really valuable conversation for a lot of you listeners. So I got here with me today, Sarah Adams of Mom Uncharted. She has been exploring the state of parental public oversharing, child exploitation, and minor safety on social media since the summer of 2021. Only two years, guys. We are fresh. Um, people using children in their real lives as entertainment for strangers on the internet has somehow become normal, and she would like everyone to consider a new normal, one that prioritizes a child's right to privacy, informed consent, critical thinking, and safety online over a parent's desire for online fame. Her goal has always been to pose questions, offer a different perspective, and provide information as it relates to these topics, encouraging parents to reflect on their own sharing choices and the accounts they consume that exploit kids as content. Additionally, she is a married mother of two, both under the age of five, who has a terrible sweet tooth and enjoys traveling. Welcome, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, Nate. Thanks for having me. Really happy to be here. I came across you, I was actually super excited when you, A, responded, but B, um, I I, I made a reel that exploded. It went nuts. Um, And someone tagged you. And I was like, who's this? Like, usually people don't tag other people on my, and so I looked and I was like, holy smokes, I need to talk to her. So tell us a bit about yourself. How did you end up in this space? What's your story? Let's hear it. Yeah, of course. So I kind of um, just landed in the space. So I became a mom in late 2017. And, you know, naturally on Instagram, I started following, you know, some mommy influencers, you know, I didn't know what I needed, how to do this. I thought I'd get tips and tricks and advice and feel some, you know, uh, camaraderie, community. Um, Granted, I never really like actively partook. I just kind of scrolled and listened. Um, and that's kind of where I stayed for a few years. And then I had a pandemic baby, um, at the start of the pandemic. And naturally we all went online a little more. And I just started to feel more uncomfortable with what parents were sharing, um, the amount of images and videos they were sharing of their children. And as, you know, the months went on, I started to feel uncomfortable. Like I'm a stranger. I shouldn't see this. I shouldn't know this. And I started talking about it to friends and family. And they were like, yeah, like it is weird. Like you should right. say something. You should do this something. This isn't natural. One day. Exactly. This isn't natural. And, you know, my husband was like, I can't talk about this with you anymore. Like you gotta, you gotta parlay this into uh, something, have these conversations right. elsewhere. Right. And, so I, um, one day on a whim, just downloaded TikTok and started talking about, you know, being a mom, a pandemic mom and talking about this. And I noticed that whenever I talked about these topics, people were really interested, engaged, 
And I thought, this is what I want to talk about. So I just kind of like niched myself into this area. And here we are almost um, two years later, actively having these conversations on various platforms and various media. That is and I think awesome. It's, great. it's so cool that you just kind of popped in because, I mean, you've only been sharing since yeah. 2021 and you've garnered quite the community yeah. online. Um, yeah, I have um, an extremely supportive community of individuals who, you know, have reflected um, privately on their own sharing and the content they consume and just really support the idea that children are fully mm -hmm. autonomous human beings who shouldn't be used for the right. entertainment. Let's talk about that for a second. This phenomenon taking our culture by storm right now, this sharenting term that you use, what is that? Why is it so yes. dangerous? Um, so sharing is um, the oversharing of images and information um, regarding your children online. And it can happen privately and it can happen publicly. Um, I often talk about the family vloggers and the influencers who are every day camera in yeah. the faces, sharing everything about their children and their day and their highs and their lows and their personal medical information and things like this. But sharing can also take place just among, you know, friends and family members, even on private accounts. Maybe you are sharing too much information about your children, just your yeah. friends or family or, you know, upload too many photos of your friends and your family. So it's about parents being mindful of the information and the images they're sharing online and being educated and informed about all the potential consequences and ramifications um, yeah. that can happen. Um, I do find that when people are sharing things and it's a private account, they're under the guise thinking that, all right, good enough. I can share whatever. Um, why is that yeah. possibly a not so great way of thinking? So um, I personally choose not to share privately or publicly on social media. Um, and I know that's not for everybody. And so I always recommend that private right. is the safer option. However, nothing's 100% safe on guys. social media. You can <laughs> Exactly. You can get, you can get hacked. Um, you could have individuals following you, um, who, you know, maybe we've been on social media yeah. a long time, Nate, right? Like, do you really know that person from high school or that coworker from 15 years ago? Right. There's a lot of people that may be screenshotting images or sharing them in other groups and things like that. Like nothing's really safe. So parents do need to be mindful of that. So I always say like, if you are going to share, share privately and curate mm. your followers list. When people come to me and they're like, oh, well, I'm private. And I'm like, well, you have 900 right. followers. Right. You That's have 1,600 right? Facebook friends. Exactly. Mm. That's not private, right? Like I'm talking like close friends and family that you trust with your children, not all the people you have accumulated on social media over the That's past. That's such a valid 10, point because years. like the... People who are like my age, like 30, we've lived a fairly yep. decent life so far and like three decades worth of experiences, mm -hmm. colleges, church missions. You've met so many people. And a lot of those people are not the same people many that you people. met back then. That person in high school, bless their heart, we don't mm -hmm. want to judge, but they might be sketched now. You don't know. You don't know. What exactly, Nate? 
And I, and I get private messages and emails all the time about, wow, I had the uh, friend of my cousins following me and they were just charged with, or I had an old coworker who was just arrested for like, these stories are common. <laughs> They're not unique anymore. So if you wouldn't trust um, a child, like a person in your physical presence, you know, don't trust them online with images yeah. and information. About your Something kids. you mentioned is that our kids are full autonomous beings that deserve a right to privacy on the internet. Yeah. And so how can we practice that with our children when it comes to us and what we post online and things like that? I think, you know, I'm not trying to um, rid right. kids of right. the internet. Right, because it's not going anywhere. Moral exactly. I'm not trying to, you know, it's 2023, I get it. I'm not trying to do some moral absolutism where right. it's like all or nothing. You know, it doesn't work for me, but some people might want to occasionally share. And there's a very difference between occasionally sharing an image and turning your children yeah. into content, Right. And so being mindful of the images you share, um, the information, you know, don't share personal identifiable information, full legal names, birth dates, locations, schools, intimate private details about, you know, their, their medical diagnoses and things like this, right? Um, there's sharing is a spectrum. And as parents, you want to be, on one side of the spectrum right, versus the right. other. So do you think do you think that in it like when it comes to things like informed consent that we should be asking our children, "Hey, is it okay if I post this online before we post pictures of them?" So I don't think children can understand right, right. online. Right. Internet social media. I think parents should be asking their children, young children, ah. can I take a picture of you? Can I share this image with grandma or grandpa? Things like that, that they could understand a little, right? They still can't right. give informed consent. But if I say to my son, can I take a picture? Look at this. Can I send this right. to your papa? Yes, you can. It's still private. It's still developing the understanding of, you know, no one should be taking pictures right. of you without your consent. No one should be sharing pictures of you without your consent. We as right. adults wouldn't and want that. And do we name, listen to right? our kids when they say no? Because oftentimes we're like, hey, can we take a picture real quick? And the kids be like, mm -hmm. no. And we're like, but it's Mother's Day and we want to get the picture in front of the church and everyone's smiling. And, and sometimes I think yeah. they're like, we need to listen to them if they say no, because they, the, we're their example. If we don't listen to a no, who's to stop them from not to listening to a no later on in their life? I completely agree. I do think we have to um, listen to our children. And if we don't have that perfect Mother's Day photo, then that's fine. You know, like I'll tell you, I'm, you know, pushing 40 years old and I haven't gone back and looked at any of, you know, my mom hasn't been reeling about all these photos of the past and things like this, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is all new, the level of photos and sharing and videos and images, like it's all new. And it's like, we have to take all of these photos for memories, but like, are we ever really going to have the time to look back on them right? and really appreciate them? And maybe when we look at that photo, we'll be thinking like, 
oh man, I was really hard on them that right. day just to get that photo. I really pushed them and they really didn't want to. And ah. that's going to be your memory, right? So maybe yeah. we don't oh, want those memories. Oh, that's such a good point. Man, it can be, we get such caught up in the culture of like keeping up with the Joneses and wanting to, you know, look good for appearances and all this stuff. But in the reality of it all, a, you can't control what other people do with the content you put online. If you put it online, other people might use it and well, you can't control that. But B, what yes. about the experiences that you're creating versus the photos you're taking? Very well said, Nate. Very well said, right? What does that look like um, mm-hmm. for your children, right? I think um, something I don't talk about as much on my platform, but is very important is what we are teaching our children directly and indirectly by having oh, yeah. these phones oh, in our gosh. hands oh yeah all the time right it's very important to be mindful because you might not be you might not think that you're teaching them or displaying anything oh, yeah. directly but you are you're oh yeah i'm a high school counselor and quite often like on the weekends oh. i'm on my computer or on my phone answering an emergency email or someone in the mental health crisis and one time I was on my computer, it was during the kids' playtime, they're just chilling downstairs. And my I have a four-year-old, a two and a half year old, and a three-month-old. Um yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you're busy. <laughs> and um the my 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 four almost five-year-old came upstairs with an old broken computer that we had from college that we let them play on um that can't turn on. He brings it upstairs, yeah. puts it on the on on the on the kitchen table. He has this like Altoids can. And he's like, this is my phone and this is my work computer. And I'm like, crap, mm-hmm. <laughs> dang it. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Daddy's got some repenting. Exactly. To do. <laughs> and like, you know, we have, we have work to do, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. There's been many times where I've had, you know, my phone in my hand and I have had to say like one minute, please. Mommy has to right. finish this call, this work, this email, right. You know? But there are little rules that I have in place that um, really help me be more present Mm -hmm. as a parent. And no surprise, like, of course, I take images and videos of my children, but I try my best to be really mindful of how many and to be very um, connected in the moment versus trying to now there's oversharing phenomenon that's taking our culture by by storm this this sharing thing how does that play in today's era of child exploitation oh well you know parents have literally turned their children's existence into content right like every day these children are being used as a way for some, you know, influencers or family vloggers on YouTube to make a paycheck. And from the minute they land Earthside, they are on. They are being filmed and everything about them is being shared. Um, They don't get any time off. Um, You know, they've they've monetized their childhood and existence. What kind of toll that puts on a kid? Um, you know, right, because they're still growing up, right? Because this is all fairly, they're still growing up and this is fairly new. But I would say that the best comparison is it an equal comparison? Absolutely not. But the best comparison would be looking at child stars, right? And a lot of them really have struggled over the years. And 
you know, one of the big differences is that those child stars were always playing a role and they could always go home right. to the privacy of their house. These social media kids, they're not playing a role. This is their right. one just and them. only life. And, and they don't even get privacy oh. within their own home. You know, some of the things I've seen online um, that parents have shared are gross, gross invasion of a child's yeah. right to privacy. Yeah. And it's sad. I do feel like some some parents or some individuals, I, sh- I should say, and they, they happen to be parents, um, know the audience that their kid is attracting and cater it to that. And it makes me sad. Yeah, I um, I've done uh, you know, I fell down the rabbit hole of what I refer to as uh, mummy run or mummy ran accounts, which are um, mainly moms, but sometimes you know, parents, assumed right. parents, let's say, that are exploiting their specifically young girls online, um, very hypersexualized photos, um, you know, subscribing to exclusive content via various subscription platforms. And I've seen the analytics on these accounts. I've seen the demographics. And if I can see them, then the parents can. Like, you can see that 85% of the individuals following your 12-year-old are adult male or or identify Ugh. as adult male. And you are specifically catering content to your audience. And it is yeah. truly appalling. Yeah. And so I guess what can we do so that it's not so dark and scary? Okay, what can we do? What simple, I don't know, yeah. boundaries or guidelines can we put in place that might not be black and white for everybody, but as good general general rule of thumb or anything that we can do so that we can still kind of be within this technological realm, but maybe not oversharing or exploiting our kids accidentally or things like that. Like where's yes. where's the line and how can we draw it for us? So I think the best um, way, you know, any law enforcement or safety uh, official online will say go private. Going private and curating your followers list would be number one. There is no need to be sharing images and information about your children to the billions of people on social media, right? It's just completely unnecessary. Um, And being mindful of what you are sharing, you know, even if you are in private mode, you know, I don't think you need to be sharing, you know, specifically their low moments, um, their personal struggles, you know, their, their grades, their meltdowns, um, images, bath, potty training, right? Like things that might lead them to be um, embarrassed later in life, images that also, even if you're sharing in private mode, if someone was to hack your account, mm-hmm. you wouldn't want public. Yeah. Right. And I think another thing is to respect other children's right to privacy and not follow accounts that have turned their kids into content. Just click and follow and follow parenting accounts that um, do not utilize that's, their kids. That's in that a way. really good point. How can we change the conversation around this or how can we start the conversation around this with other people without getting, I feel like it's very easy to become kind of accusatory in this space. And I like what you do of just opening the conversation to challenge some current beliefs. And how can we do that as well so that we can all change the conversation around this topic? 
Um, well, first, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, I've worked hard on trying to figure out the type of content creator I've wanted to be over the two years and approach these topics um, from an educational and informative way um, versus, you know, trying to come across as like shaming or attacking, because if you do it that right. way, no one's going to listen. Right. Um, and I think one thing is being educated on the topic. Um, there's a book by Leah Plunkett, Sharon Hood, that talks about this. Um, Stacey Steinberg, Growing Up Shared. Um, you know, even a simple Google shoot search, Google sharing and learn and understand what we are talking about and why it's important. And just having basic conversations about children's right to privacy and for those of us who don't share just talking about why we don't share and why we're concerned about what we see and um, the goal is to have these conversations in hopes they right. become the new right. normal right and i honestly nate think that we're kind of at the starting point for that so in a perfect world what i guess if this is the starting point what do we hope the the next points will look like um, I think the um, next point would be all parents prioritizing their children's right to privacy. Um, it would be for there to be some rules, laws, regulations as it relates to the exploitation of children online and the content that parents are sharing. You know, like France is pushing through a bill right now where it would be illegal to share images and videos that are considered like humiliation of your own child, right? And bullying and things like that. So I think um, there has to be some laws in this digital world that state like these right. are not appropriate to share. And I would like to see the platform step up and eliminate the accounts of children under the age of 13. You know, there's this loophole that says, you know, well, you have to be 13 to join these platforms, but there are millions, hundreds of thousands of accounts that parents have made just specifically for their children. And in my opinion, that just shouldn't be allowed. We see with the mental health toll it's taking on our teens. So you kind of assume that it's probably not going to be good for the kids who are growing up. Yeah, being exploited yeah. we talk a lot about child safety online and the dangers of social media for kids. But there's so much more to minor safety than that. Oftentimes, we we talk about the laws to pass to protect children online against predators, um, but we don't talk much about things that need to be done to protect kids against their own parents. Sometimes online, it's not like we're they're trying mm -hmm. to intentionally exploit their kids. They just don't understand that it's a safety yeah. risk. And I think that's very important, Nate, because oftentimes um, I'll get a few comments saying like, "Well." why are you upset at the parents? Why aren't you upset at the predators? And first off, I am extremely upset at predatory people towards children. I wish there was something that we could do to remove them all from yeah. the online world um, and the real world for that matter. But the problem with predatory people on the internet is too vast. It's too big. Millions, I not think guys. of any... I cannot think, you know, the FBI estimates there's 500,000 active predators online oh. each day, yeah. right? Like, that's that's hard to tackle. So what I choose to focus on is what is within our control. And what is within our control as parents is the images and information we are sharing about our children. 
Um, if we don't share that, then they yeah. can't have access. Plain and simple, guys. Um, this has been Definitely. such a good conversation. Our goal here is to start these meaningful conversations to spark meaningful change. And if anything we've talked about today has pricked your heart as a listener and has caused you to want to be maybe a little defensive, maybe just take a look inside and see what you can do to make meaningful changes. Um, man, this has been this has been so wonderful. How can people see what you were up to? Shameless plug time. Let's hear it. Shameless plug. Um, I'm across all platforms, mainly TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. And I'm mom dot uncharted. And that'll be in the podcast description. So there you go, guys. Please go check her out. She is doing amazing things. And thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode. If you want Save the Kids to come to your community, use the link in the description to fill out a speaker form so we can make it happen. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Save the Kids Inc. for your one-stop shop on raising kids in this tech-heavy world. Always remember. You are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.